If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. If you have the same vision as International Horse College, which is to have a world where people safely appreciate, respect and enjoy their horses, and the horses appreciate, respect and enjoy their people, then have a look at their website, internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. We'll introduce Monique. So Monique manages a busy riding centre, Regal Riding School. She combines riding lessons, vaulting, racing and rides down the beach. So very busy life. How are you today, Monique? I'm well, thanks. And how are you going? Yeah, yeah, well, well. Monique, you sort of have got all horses, but you're doing some sort of different things with horses. You know, I can see the riding centre and the lessons And then people often have an offshoot to a riding school. You've got a vaulting as an offshoot. You do rides down the beach and you do racing. So very horse-orientated, but lots of different things that I'm sure keeps you busy. That's right. We are. We're very busy. And, um, you know, my husband, he's, he's taking care of the racing side of things and both my husband and I grew up on, on riding schools and it was a passion of ours. Uh, early days of courtship to one day reopen his family riding school, which was originally opened in the 60s at Shoalhaven Heads. Mm-hmm. So, um, so here we are. We we didn't anticipate that it would come to fruition so quickly, but um, but it has. We were we were presented with this lovely idea um, from a local lady. Her name is. Judy Sweeney, and she approached myself to take on a program through Equestrian Australia that is um, very well recognised, and the program is called Ready, Set, Trot. So that was our, you know, that was the little shove that just pushed us to take that next step and to reopen the riding school. So, so yes, we do have a busy life. We have um, a stable of 14 gallows. Mm-hmm. 14 gallopers, and uh, we have 22 horses in the riding school. And, it's busy, um, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. It's, it's busy, but, but we're, loving it. we're loving the transition. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Have you got a quote that you'd like to start off with, just so listeners can get to know you a little bit better? Oh, well, I can't really think of one in particular, I guess. Um, I do like um, I do like a quote that, I picked up from my coach educator, and that was Chrissy Johnson at um, Nelson Johnson Equestrian. And Chrissy said to me one day, she said, "The more you know, the more you realise you don't know." And and that stuck in my mind, um, very solid, and and it's something that I like to share with people because I think it's really great to keep an open mind, and that we still. We continue to learn every day. Our horses are forever teaching us new, new tricks. So, yeah, um, yep, so for I sure. That, I think it's a handy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for those who'd like to hear a bit more about Chrissy, they can go to our, our page at horsechats.com and search for. It might be under Chrissy or Christine Johnson. 
Um, they can hear a bit more about that. So it certainly is an education and a learning and a journey. But you start kids off right at the very beginning, don't you? I do. What's your typical student? Well, I would I would have to say that it's um, they're quite diverse, actually. So today I've had, for example, today I've had a couple of girls that have come to me for the first time. One in particular, she she's um, a voluntary vet nurse and she's 16 years of age and she just had the most beautiful demeanour for horses and a passion for learning. And, uh, you know, so this was her first ever formal lesson. She'd sat on a horse and been led when she was little, but, you know, I, I really couldn't say that it's just, you know, it's mainly, you know, your five to eight-year-old little girls with passions for unicorns and ponies and but I think it's I think it's quite diverse like I really do think that our teenage there's such a lot of teenagers out there that haven't had the opportunity they live in suburbia they haven't had the opportunity to have a pony growing up but they've just have this invested passion that you know one day they really would love to learn so I think starting from the very beginning is really important and learning about being safe and um, that's why I love that's why I love doing the Ready, Set, Trot program. It's yeah, um, yeah. beautifully put together. And you said you had 22 horses. How how often do those horses, say in a period of a week, how often would you use on average each one? Well, we try and rotate them so that, that nobody does, you know, an excessive um, a day's work. Mm-hmm. But we also have to have in mind that we have every Saturday is a really busy day. So it's our busiest day. And we like to have enough horses to be able to take a group out on the beach. And we also like to have enough horses to stay home and and be in the lesson sessions. So we have a few different levels of the Ready, Set, Trot going every Saturday. And um, our progression works so that every horse, every horse pretty much would be used. I have two that are spelling, but twenty horses. I would say, I would say probably on a Saturday, probably eighteen of those twenty horses would be working. Mm-hmm. And occasionally, occasionally one gets the day off and gets to partner a racehorse to to the races. <laughs> so, but they're all very handy and they're all very versatile. Um, and they're a great team. I'm just, you know, I cannot be, I cannot be prouder of the team. They're a really beautiful team of ponies and horses, and um, and yeah, they all work. They all yep. work, and some some of them only some of them only work once or twice a week, and others might work, you know, nearly every day. They might have a session or a trail ride or a beach ride. So, um, yeah, so we we certainly don't overwork them, and and I do I do get into a little bit of trouble from my husband for spoiling them, but. Um, <laughs> You only have to you only have to look at our Facebook page to see that you know they're in pretty good they're in pretty good condition they're pretty well looked after. Where did you get them from? You know, I mean, it takes time to build up a, not just twenty two horses that you go along to a sale and pick up in one day, but twenty two good school horses that have got the versatility, I suppose, to do vaulting, riding, school, and beach. Where did you get them from? What are some tips for people who are looking for school horses? Oh, look, I would have to say, I would have to say that, you know, a lot of them I find have have found me in some respect that, you know, it's word of mouth. And I think I really do like to encourage our clients to be patient in finding that right horse. 
because so many times we see the children or parents, they go out and they are so enthusiastic and they go out and they purchase that pony or that horse. The first one that they see and somebody told them that it was quiet, you know, um, and we see it just too often and things go pear-shaped. The horse doesn't work out, the child loses confidence and then, you know, all of that time is, you know, pretty much, um, you know, it, it's shattering his dreams. So I like to say, you know, spread the word of mouth. People, if you spread the word what you're looking for and you approach people, accredited, uh, accredited coaches or people in the, in the horse industry, let them know what you're looking for, get some assistance, uh, keep your eye on ads. I also would have to say that a lot of horses have come to me because I know what I'm looking for. So, um, you know, that's where I've, I've acquired quite a few. But, you know, the odd one off Gumtree and, and I've also found a few on the Facebook sites and um, I have bought a couple and been really lucky. One of my best horses I purchased, so I hadn't actually laid eyes on him. But in saying that, I saw his ad and I just said, that horse is something really special and, you know, I hope to have him on my team. And what I did was I I had a coach that um, lived in the area, uh, a, an accredited coach, um, give me an assessment on the horse, which was really helpful. So, therefore, I purchased him from Interstate and, and he's the best horse that I have in the team. When you're looking for a horse, are you looking for certain qualities, certain height? type, certain age? Have you got like a checklist or what are you looking for yeah. when you're looking for a school horse? Yeah. I'm looking for something that's over 10. Mm-hmm. You know, I like between 10 and, you know, 10, 12 is a really nice age. But, you know, I think most of my most of my team, I would have to say, would be around, you know, my youngest would be eight and the oldest horse that I have in my team would be, the, I think he's 23, mm-hmm. 23. So, um, but, um, and he just does the odd little, the old old guy just does a few little lead rides, but he loves, you know, he still loves being part of the action. And um, look, I don't look for, um, you know, typical size. I mean, you know, obviously we need horses that can carry little children and then we need horses that are going to be carrying teenagers that are a little bit bigger. So um, I like to to look for horses that have a little bit of experience behind them. So being there, done that, all-rounder type. So when you say a 10-year-old, it's not just a 10-year-old, it's 10-year-old because usually by the time they've got to 10, they've had a bit of experience in education. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Uh they've been there and they've done quite quite a bit. So... um, you know, that's um, you know, all rounders are generally a good a good horse for me to take into the school. And some some of them take quite a bit of riding or training to get them used to, you know, being on the beach because not every horse is seeing the ocean. And um, you know, we make sure that we do a few months work and lots and lots of rides before we do um include them in, in rides with customers that mm-hmm. um but our horses love going to the beach. It's a beautiful, it's a, just the most, ama- it's the most amazing experience. 
to ride a horse on the beach. It is, and, and you're right about that sometimes if horses haven't seen the beach, particularly if they haven't seen waves before, you know, and it's, they're running away from the waves instead of just allowing them. And all of a sudden they get it and go, oh, this is not going to hurt me. I can just stand here and it just splashes up against my leg. It's not chasing me. You know, it's almost like a bit of a click moment, isn't it, when they get to that stage and start to enjoy it? Yeah, it takes a while. And I would have to say out of my team, there is only one horse that, there's only one horse and he's probably the quietest, most reliable fellow to to have beginners on riding on the beach. But he doesn't like getting his feet wet, so he tends to just step aside <laughs> and, um, you know, but we've had... Um, you know, we've, we've had some really magic moments on the beach and um, the footage that we capture first thing in the morning with the sun rising up over the water, it's just beautiful. Yeah. How far are you from the beach? Well, our property, we're very, very fortunate. Our property, uh, our boundary, we ride through a little creek crossing and we have a 15-minute ride through the bushland, which mm-hmm. is on the edge of Shoalhaven Heads Golf Course. And um, we just have the most... Um, we just have the most amazing little trail that takes us to the beach. So we're really lucky. We, we, we're just we're thankful every day that we are so lucky to live where we live and have what we have right on our doorstep and um, to be able to offer such diversity. You know, it's it's great. Yeah, yeah. But the only catch is, though, you have to ride at low tides. <laughs> so, oh, okay, you know, not, okay. Not, yeah. So, so it's yeah. not a broad beach then? That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. but we we only ever ride at low tide, and there's always always plenty of room to ride. It's beautiful. Mm, mm, mm. Just thinking about the beach and thinking about when you go down there to ride, because I'm sure you go down enjoy just going down for a ride. What do you think is the best thing about riding on the beach? And all you've got all those other places. You've got the rainforest to ride through. You've got your own property. I'm sure you've probably got arenas and things like that. The best thing about riding on the beach. Well, I think you know it's a it's a it's a really special experience. It's hard to, I guess it's hard to explain. But when I take when I take people out, I, I've had some people just they cry. You know, mm. I've had ladies that come out that and they said this is so beautiful, and they just you know they get all teary. And um, but what I love about it, I love the freedom of just being out in the beautiful cool breeze and being able to walk a horse in the water is something that not many people get to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to do it. We get to do it as often as we, as we, as we like really. But, um, and sometimes and I never take it for granted because, you know, when I take customers out for rides and, and they say, Oh my goodness, you know, you just never want to go home. And I said, that's how, that's how it feels when you're out there. It's just the horses love it. It's a beautiful atmosphere. It's very quiet part of the beach where we we barely ever see, you know, we barely pass people walking or um, we're quite a distance from the surf club. So all the activity with um, swimming and surfing is down at the surf club. So yes. we're probably about 800 metres away from all of that activity and um, which, prov- you know, provides us a really peaceful place to ride and, um yeah, I mean, occasionally you pass somebody walking their dog and throwing a stick out the ocean, but you know, everybody just um, gives you a friendly wave, and it's just it's just the most amazing place to be. 
Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about if there was any challenges, but it sounds like there's no challenges. You know, you're obviously it's an established beach and an established ride, and you don't have to worry about major traffic to get there or a long distance or anything. So it sounds perfect. It is. It's, it's idyllic. It really is. I mean, mm. you know, you always do have, um, you know, there's always a risk factor when you go out into open areas and taking, especially when you're taking people out that are not as experienced as what they would have thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're very proud of our horses. They're all very good. They follow each other. We, you know, we always make sure we go nice and steady. Um, the challenges out there on the beach, I suppose, would be just the weather conditions. Yep. So sometimes, sometimes if it's a little bit windy, you might get some sand that blows across the beach or you might get big seas, you know, and the waves come in a little bit faster than usual. But ideally, our horses are very conditioned to those mm-hmm. conditions, so, so they're all pretty accepting. Tell us a little bit about your vaulting then. You know, you've got vaulting, which you use as a complement to your lessons. The horses that you use, do they all do the vaulting or is there a particular size that you're looking at? No, well, um, well, firstly, firstly, I became interested in the vaulting when um, I was doing my coach educating with Chrissy Johnson. Oh, because she does vaulting as well, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, and and Lynn Lynch from Sydney um, Vaulting Group. So Lynn was my coach educator to become an accredited vaulting coach, and I've only been accredited for a matter of probably six months. Mm. And um, prior to that, um, I was thinking, okay, where next? Where do I go next? I've done my intro coach. Um, So, you know, Chrissy said to me, you really should do something different and and maybe look into becoming a vaulting coach. So I thought about that. And and then, of course, I, I had a meeting with the Pathways Manager from Equestrian Australia. And Julie was her name, and she was mentioning some new um, programs that were being implemented with Equestrian Australia and Ready, Set, Trot. And she said to me, Ready, Set, Vault is something really exciting. So I thought, well, that's what I will run with. So we'll do something a little bit different. And I have a daughter who's nine years old, and she loves gymnastics. Mm -hmm. She loves horses. And she loves music. And she says to me, Mum, <laughs> it's all I want to do. She said, it's all I want to do. It's everything rolled into one. It's gymnastics. It's horses. It's music. You know, and it's all in, it's all rolled into one. So, um, you know, she pushes me a lot, you know, to get up and vault before school. Yep. And we have, we have two horses that we use for vaulting. One is 14 hands, and he's a paint border horse cross with a riding pony, and he is just perfect. He's like a robot, so he just he he's happy to walk or just jig jog trot all day long. So he doesn't want to canter; he just wants to walk around, and he's happy for three kids to be on him at the same time and doing, you know, all of what they do up there. So it's um. It's lovely to have Bill, um, our fourteen hand pony, to give the kids their confidence and and um, bring everybody that comes through our programs and holiday programs just to give them the experience of being on the barrel and having 
practice their compulsory moves on the barrel and then to be able to get on the horse and to ride a horse with aeroplane arms or to be kneeling or to be in a flag position, it just gives them so much satisfaction that they're, you know, doing something really exciting and different, even if it's at the work. And then we have our big 16 two-hand horse techs and Hayes Park, Texas is a big 16 two-hand paint gelding and he's he's pretty amazing. He does a little bit of um, liberty work and he does a little bit of um, dressage and a little bit of jumping and he's great on the beach and he's our horse that we've got some pretty big dreams to one day be be out there and and um, showcasing what we're what we're all learning at the moment. So hopefully we might get to into schools next year at um, at SIAC with him to give the girls the opportunity to yeah. just get out and show you know, show what they've been working hard and practicing doing. Yes. So yeah. It's yeah. starting. What makes you most proud? Is it when your daughter's doing that or is it when you've got other students or is it rides on the beach? What do you think? Oh, do you know what? I think what I what makes me really proud, my daughter makes me very proud. Um, and, but I would have to say also when I see my little students progressing and the smile on their face, that's when they've learned to master their rising trot or whether they have their first canter. You know, I think that that's, you know, that's pretty special. It's very rewarding. And when you're feeling tired, um, when you're feeling tired and you think, oh, I'm a little bit over this teaching, you know, and then you have somebody that comes along with special needs and you see them progress and it makes their day. So that makes me really proud. I think <laughs> just seeing the children progress and, and enjoy what they love doing, it's just, it's pretty, it's a pretty special feeling when they, you know, when you make their whole, you make their day or you make their week or their year and you see beautiful cards thanking you. For, <laughs> Lovely. You know, introducing yeah. them, you know. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm, that makes me very proud. What about when they first come? You know, if you first come, you've got beginner riders that don't have experience with horses. What do you think are the biggest faults that you see? You know, the biggest things that they need to work on to improve their enjoyment with their riding? Well, I would have to say when they arrive, they're so excited. Mm-hmm. They're so excited that they're jumping. You know, some are, some are very nervous. Yep. Um, but, you know, the majority that I see of the young children that come in, they come in just jumping for joy. And my first... My first, um, when I when I introduce myself to them, I I introduce them to our safety tips. Okay. And I think, and I say to them, we, you know, and I'll open up a little folders, ready to drop folders, and I'll say to them, now this is very important, Ethan, um, that we, this is what we do before we start to ride. We have to learn how to be safe around the pony. We need to stay calm and we need to be quiet. You know, we don't just know running. So we just go through safety tips and, um, you know, I find that to people. And, and also um, I would have to say starting, starting them off always in a one-on-one situation. So they're in a, in a confined area, a safe party, and they've been taught from the very beginning how to stand, where to be safe, how to groom, how to take the horse. And I like to go through all those steps in a one-off 
a one-on-one process before we incorporate them to a little group and then call it a, a breast group so then they start to progress. We have. Okay, okay. And what about, do you start them on the lunge? You said, you know, the grooming and everything else, but how do you actually start your beginners? We start in the ground chart and mm-hmm. we have we have kinds that are stout and we get them, we teach them about steering and stopping and we also put them on the lunge and teach them how to rise to the trot. So, you know, we like to we like to get them rising to the trot in their first lesson and steering and stopping and just learning on how to um, how to work with the horse yep. in in a really safe area. So yeah, just in, always in the confined area. So we have a nice round yard that we work in, and um, and that seems to work well for us. And then before taking them into the arena, we have a full size arena mm-hmm. and 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 a little paddock that we have set up as a jumping arena as well. Yep. 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 Yeah. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now. Have a look. Horsechats.com. Okay. And then what do you, you know, you've got your riding school started and this is, you know, money aside because money's always a problem. What was your biggest challenge in getting it? Because it had been a riding school, hadn't it? Why, why had it closed? Were they just too busy or... Not profitable. What was the reason it closed? Well, back in the, I think it was, um, I think it was the late eighties, early nineties, that the riding school was closed down, um, and it was mainly due to insurance. So oh, the costs, you know, yeah, yeah, cost cost of insurance, mm-hmm. and you know, back in those days, everybody would fall off and want to sue. Um, yep. So it was, you know, it became. Um, it became too difficult to keep it going, keep it open. And um, I, I think uh, my biggest challenge, my biggest challenge was um, I guess I've been very fortunate in the way that I have lovely, have lovely staff around yep. me. I've yep. got girls and all of my, all of my staff are girls that have come through the program, through the mm-hmm. Ready Set program. Yep. One in particular, one in particular, she, um, she was, she was in my very first Ready Set Trot program, and she's never left. So four years later, um, she's still here with me, and and, um, and she's just finished her HSC, so she's going to become an intro coach very soon, hopefully. So, but um, but but challenges. I think every day there's challenges, and I think um, probably the weather is always your biggest challenge, isn't it? You're always yeah, you know. Yeah. Governed by governed by the weather, and um, you know, but um, but no, I think you know we've, we've, we're lucky. We have a great team around us, and mm-hmm. and gradually we've built the team up to twenty two horses, and um, yes. yeah, no, I think That's we good. face challenges every day, though, paying the bills and keeping it all For going, sure. and uh, sure, as every small business owner does. Oh, I suppose you know, like. There's, there's always challenges at different level, and, and if there wasn't, wouldn't life be boring? Oh, absolutely, and <laughs> and I think that's what makes us that's what makes us strive, doesn't it? You mm-hmm. know, like we always, um, you know, for example, I suppose one of the challenges that I have is is not being able to fit so many on my slope because I have so many students that would love to compete in these little. We have a local inter school and. Um, competition which is a three-day event and we just took eight horses to that and um 
And that was just, that was amazing. It was a great experience. Some mm-hmm. of the kids was their first time out. We've got another fundraiser coming up at Berry Riding Club and on the 25th of this month, and we'll be taking 10 horses to that. So I guess it's a challenge trying to get them all on the on the truck and the float, trying to fit them all on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, bit of juggling there for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So what are you what are you looking forward to now? Are you looking at an indoor arena to combat your weather problems, or what are you looking for in the future? Oh no, I just um, I think in the future I think we'd like to build on our vaulting experience. Mm-hmm. We have um, we won't be going to because of the high wind area that we are in. Oh, okay, um, yes, yes. Yeah, the the indoor arena is not practical for us. Mm. Um, but um, but we're we're really happy with with what what we have, you know, at our doorstep. So we're we're very fortunate to to live in a really special place, and we can do little trail rides if it's too if the arena is too wet. We can always say, "Okay, kids, off we go. We're going on a trail ride." Yeah, yeah. You know, if it's high tide, we don't have to go to the beach. We can still go through some lovely rainforest rides, and so we're really fortunate um, where we are. That, um, but moving forward, I think that um, I I think I've. I really do need to focus on the vaulting and and take the girls to the next level. So, mm-hmm. you know, at this stage we're still in training with uh, with the vaulting and early days, let's Good. say. But um, but no, that's something that we would really would like to improve on in the future. So we'll be, yeah. Okay. If you were going to give advice for someone, you know, just with horses, just summarising your philosophy with horses in general, what would you say? Um, I, I would say always, um, always seek advice, and yep. um, we never stop learning. So, never be afraid to ask for help, and and always reach out to people that have a, accreditation because you know they have accreditation for a reason. They put the time in and invested in in the industry, and um, they have some good advice. So, I always like to think you know that we can help people um and but they have to reach out you know they have to reach mm, out and mm. never be in a hurry never, yep. never be in a hurry to purchase that first pony for your children for sure because you know when things don't go right um you know it's, it's not safe so if you can just just be patient and and um yeah always ask for advice i think and I think that's just good advice anyway is, you know, you look out and say, right, well, who's already been there, done that? What can I learn from them? That's right. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's right. Okay, Monique, how can people contact you? What's the best way? The best way to contact me is by phone. Okay. <laughs> or um, I have, yeah, I have, um, I don't advertise. I don't advertise at my business as such because we have um, a pretty constant clientele from local Um our local area, but we do, you know, it's growing all the time. So um, our beach ride's starting to be a little bit more noticed. Not a lot of people know that we're here and that we're reopened, you know. So my Facebook page, uh, Regal Riding School Facebook page, um, is very welcoming. So I often put up anything that we have coming up. For example, the school holiday programs, you know, feel free to contact me. Um, and I think, you know, we're on Google, but, um, yeah, I'm more than happy to take phone calls and, um, yeah, we're always on the move. So when you have that many horses, you're always outside. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. I think I pulled you in today, didn't I? 
you see we are coach you yeah. when you're outside oh. yes and then you've come in <laughs> yeah that's right we're just um it's a pretty busy place but yep. um but very rewarding at the same time good good all right Monique I'd love to chat to you again I'm sure we could learn a lot more about things to do in preparation for beach rides and uh, running a riding school so I will chat to you a little bit more about that later but thanks for coming in today thanks for the time thanks for coming inside because there was a bit of background noise when you're outside so good to talk to you and likewise Glennis thanks so much for including me in your talk show that's okay thanks for your time bye-bye okay bye for now bye If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses, or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.